In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You're very welcome to the Brendan Option. Coming to you courtesy of Immaculata Productions. Great to have you with us. Great to watch you hitting that subscribe button. Great to hear you handing over vast sums on PayPal and Patreon and all the rest. Don't let me stop you. Concentrate on what you're doing. You may have noticed the title for this. I'm very proud of it. Fascist Libs and Feral Treads. It's a little topic I've brought up before. I think it's topical. I want to talk about it a little bit today. The next time I hear of, I've mentioned this before, of a priest getting upset because somebody wants to kneel down receiving communion. The next time I hear of some uh, trad cat uh, giving out stink about Vatican II or the Novus Ordo or downing something to do with that, I mean, I think, honest to God, I think I will, I will eat my shoe. I remember a story told to me by a fellow teacher who remembered it from school. We were discussing, it was back in the 80s, and I remembered we were, we were going hell for leather in an argument about corporal punishment, which had just been abolished. Abolished in 81, I think. Uh, this would be back in the 60s, I think, not as far back as the 50s, when all the evil in the world was concentrated, apparently, uh, in one place. No, it was in the 60s, I think. A teacher, perhaps a brother, walloping somebody's head off the desk because he had forgotten his catechism. But what made the irony absolutely savage, it was really almost Swiftian, was that as he, as he banged his head off the desk, he repeated the lesson the unfortunate lad had missed, which was the simplest lesson in the catechism. Okay? God is your father in heaven that, wait for it, loves you! <laughs> banged extra hard on the love. He said he saw that. Do you know what? I find it credible. I'm just saying this is a hard road. Okay, this is a really hard road. It's a difficult religion. And I can understand why, with the purest of motives, you know, you take this, let's say, liberal line on Catholicism. I can understand why, with the purest of motives, you take an ultra-traditionalist line on Catholicism. What I find hard to understand is that intelligent people taking either line forget that the real enemy will already be at work within themselves. That's the problem. I suppose the point I'm making is that this stuff is so much easier to talk about than it is to put into practice. It is, it is the most magnificent religion in the world. And it is the hardest the hardest. We are not even allowed revenge. An ancient and, and respected right in many other religions. It's a hard religion. It remorselessly requires what the monks used to call the conversio morum, the conversion of manners, that you change your life. Starting from powered by and ending with a metanoia the Greek metanoia, the conversion, the transformation of the heart, of the inside. And so you're tempted to take shortcuts. And so instead of the long, arduous, 
absolute crucifixion, the via dolorosa of actually convincing somebody of the Lord, which means that you have to model him in your, your every word and action. No, it's easier to go maybe when you can. God is your father in heaven that loves you. Now, just in case some of you libs, some of you cat libs, are thinking that I've weighed in on your side here completely. Let me tell you, perhaps to your shock, that some of you are doing exactly that while being the first to condemn it. I'm sick of hearing stories about people being badly treated because they want to kneel down when they receive communion. And I would just say to my fellow priests, would you just get over yourselves? Now, they might very well ask me back, who, who are you to, to lecture us and you a sinner since the day you were born? Listen to me. This happens so easily. This road is so hard. You take shortcuts. Because whether you take the liberal approach to Catholicism, which I find, to be honest, very dodgy, but a lot of intelligent, committed people seem to be satisfied by it. Or you take the conservative approach to Catholicism, which actually convinces me more, but has pitfalls. There are dragons on the road. It's a difficult religion. And so it's all tolerance, it's all love, it's all big hug fest. Kissy kissy. Yeah? It's very Vatican too. Very Vatican too. Let me tell you Vatican too, if you read the documents, had no flies on it. Vatican too is, is in a direct line of continuity. So treads back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back into your corner. Yeah, get back. I don't want to hear any more about this. Oh, Vatican II was just a pastoral council and it, it didn't teach with that. You stop that nonsense right now. You know, you know perfectly well an ecumenical council of the church with the Pope at its head is a serious bit of kit. So don't go on like that. And Libs, you, you tread wallopers. I mean, what's the big deal with somebody kneeling down to receive communion? It's actually preferable. You know, it's actually it's devout and reverent and beautiful. What's the big deal? I mean, a normal course now, because we're, we're, we're out of kilter at the moment. Or with somebody wanting to receive on the tongue, John Paul II wouldn't give communion in the hand. And personally, I think it was a mistake. I've always thought it was a mistake, and I've said it before, to allow it. Communion needs to be surrounded with a certain reserve, a certain reserve with which we, re, we, we surround the sacred. The reserve with which somebody treats their beloved, the object of their affection. I think we could do with easing up on each other a bit. I mean, the next time I hear, you know, Next time I hear some, some devout traditional Catholic mouthing off, and I'm sorry, it is just mouthing off. Mouthing off about, oh, Novus Ordo priests as if they were second rate or something. Do you know the Normans did that here? Did you know that? The Norman lords and the Norman bishops, and they wouldn't tolerate a Gaelic uh, uh, priest in their churches. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was the notoriously corrupt John the Twenty Second, Jean de Cahors, 
uh, the, the one of the popes at Avignon who who ruled against them and made them allow the Celtic priests into into their into their churches. Now don't you start that. Don't start that. Okay. Because there's an edge to the whole trad scene that's very, very spiritually snobby. And I do detect a certain, certain, certain bigness, a certain grandeur about some of the uh, people in the trad scene. Oh, they wouldn't be seen at a Novus Ordo Mass. The Mass is the Mass, big fella. You just mind your manners. Right, you just mind your manners or you will not be brought to town again. The mass is the mass. Novus Ordo can be done beautifully. I'll admit, okay, if you look up during the Novus Ordo and see the priest blowing his nose in his chasuble, scratching, groaning, yawning, half collapsed across the altar, slobbing his way through the thing, that is, sure, that is not very edifying. But don't blame our faults as human beings, the faults of the clergy. Don't, don't blame the liturgy for that. The Novus Ordo can be extremely beautiful when it is said properly and with reverence and love. And, you know, as, as, I, once, as I heard one bishop say, I think, I think, yeah, no, I won't name him. He might want me to name him, but I thought it was a very good point. We're in danger of comparing the worst of the present with the best of the past. Because some priests just gabbled the Latin Mass and were and, and notoriously rushed through it. So I, I, I'm just saying, you know, could we have one happy day in this dump? Could we have one day when you're not grigging each other? I mean, I, I'd say that's what Our Lady would say to you. If, unless you're lucky, she could turn up to say it to you. She has done in the past. I'd say that's what Our Lady would say to you. Will you stop at each other? Could we have one happy day? Can we just be happy together? Can we just treat each other well? Could we just actually do what it says on the tin? Treads, if you didn't know that, your Latin mustn't be very good. Because actually that's in the Mass. If you listen to the Mass, you'll hear love mentioned quite a bit. Start loving the lips. Be a nice little test for you. It's a little bit of homework. There's your prescription. Okay? Bit of homework I'm going to give you. Find a lib. Adopt a lib and love him. Okay? And you, you, you fascist libs, you're full of, of a terrifying, uh, ruthless broad-mindedness. You cannot force people to agree with you. And you can't be mocking people. And you can't be just saying off the top of your head, oh, that's nonsense. It's not in keeping with the modern world. Listen to me, the murder of six million Jews was done by the modern world. So you could do with a little less confidence in this modern world and the trads could do with a bit more respect for it. Now, it's lovely speaking as somebody who has hardly been reasonable his entire life. It is lovely, I must say, and very peaceful and very tranquil and therapeutic for me to sit in this chair, eh? psychologist chair sit in this chair and pontificate to you all and I've enjoyed it enormously but I'm actually sincere in the point I'm making bit of respect for each other bit of love I'm not even asking us to love each other because I mean okay this is what it is a bit of love bit of patience bit of kindness 
Now, Pope Francis has said it often, and don't start treads. Pope Francis has said it often, and I don't know if he's being listened to. If we could just be kind to each other. Hmm? If we could do what it says on the tin. That's my message for today. And, um, do you know, I've enjoyed myself. Damn it, I feel young again. God bless you. <laughs>